Hello, welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and I'm just really happy you've tuned into the show. We have a special giveaway happening this week in honor of our name change, and I wanna make sure you have all of the details. So please hit pause, take 30 seconds to check out the show notes now, and get in on the giveaway action. Okay, my guest today is Erin Young. She helps natural health practitioners share their craft authentically, moving beyond the grind with purpose, stability, calm, and connection. Erin believes that as humans, we are all part of ecology, and by reconnecting fully with ecology, we can have a broader impact and more meaning in our lives. Erin and I talked about what mission actually means and how, as a coach on a mission, values play a massive role in the work that we do. I honestly don't think I've ever interviewed a more intentional, inquisitive, or thought-filled person on the show, and I know you're going to get so much value from Erin's perspective and her intentionality. I actually walked away from our interview thinking, I want to have more conversations just like this every day. So without any more waiting, here's Erin Young. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Erin, <laughs> this is the first official recording that I have done with the new podcast name. So thank you so much for being my guest here today. It's really, really great to have you. Thank you, Dallas. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. So when we were brainstorming as a team, the name of the show and why we're changing the name, you know, all of that, we thought, wouldn't it be fun to highlight some Hive members who truly are, operate with such intentionality and are from the outside looking in on a mission. And you were at the top of that list. So I'd love to just start by asking you, what does the idea of being on a mission mean to you? So for me, mission is part of a bigger coordinate system, I guess, that helps orient me and helps orient whoever carries a mission. For me, it's related to the vision I have for the world I want to see. And so as I look out with my vision of that's the sort of world I want to see, I relate to my mission as the vehicle through which I travel to contribute to that vision. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I want to see a world in which people, humans, are embodied in their sense of agency and their sense of choice as individuals within a planetary community. Mm -hmm. And so a big part of my mission is to help people to access that choice, that intentionality, and to be in deep empowerment with that. So mission for me is a North Star. And yeah. a coordinate point. Mm -hmm. I really hear that. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about this, this vision that you have and how it informs your mission. So I have part of my worldview is that humans are ecology. Mm -hmm. And my work is very informed by nature principles and nature intelligence. And I believe that humans are nature, just like everything else on the planet is. And so when we address humans as part of nature and part of ecology, then we can access a broader holding of who we are and how we do things. Mm -hmm. And so that means that we're less top down. 
and we're more collectively oriented. It means that we operate with a knowing of the bigger picture, the bigger planet, the bigger community, but we also understand that we need to do what we're here to do to contribute to that. And a forest full of trees and plants is a great analogy for that Mm -hmm. for me because a forest can only be a forest if all of the plants and trees and animals show up to do exactly what they're there to do. You know, I'm in Australia, so we have possums running around. For example, if a possum was pretending that it was a a snake, Mm -hmm. then it would just be out of sorts. It wouldn't be operating in a clear and effective way. It needs to do the possum things and the snake needs to do the snake things. Mm -hmm. And it seems like to me that humans kind of get a bit confused sometimes about what we're here to do. We're here to do ourselves. And there's been a lot of disruption, I guess, of our ability to tap into that. So I'm really excited to work with people who have a sense of wanting to step out and offer their brilliance and their magic into the world. And in particular, I work with natural health practitioners because that really aligns with how I like to live my life. And I want to help them to really be strong in doing that and to bring their unique essence to that and not get confused by all the other people that are also doing that because they're an ecology unto themselves. So that's a snippet of how my brain thinks about this. Yeah. So have you chosen to serve natural health practitioners because there's a bit of a ripple effect there rather than you serving humans, the individual to help them bring more of their magic to the world, right? And be a part of this broader ecology by serving humans who serve other humans. Was that at all part of your motivation to focus on practitioners? Absolutely. For me, it's a place of least change for greatest impact. Yeah. Yeah. If they can do what they do really well, it helps the people that they serve to be really healthy in a grounded, clear way that works with natural systems as well. And then they go on and do whatever they're doing in the world. So most definitely ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I work with coaches too. Mm -hmm. So I can relate to that. Can you Mm -hmm. tell me a little, I'm so curious about what you said about humans getting confused about humans thinking they're snakes instead of possums. (laughs) Can you tell me a little bit more about how you I don't know if I want to, maybe it's a two-part question, Erin, like how do you see that showing up in a tangible way and what do you think contributes to that confusion for us? Hmm. How I see that showing up is one of the things I've noticed mm-hmm. as I've grown older and learned about myself and learned about other people is that choice is yeah. a key tool that we have to work with. And a lot of us know this, but we are actually enacting choice whether we consciously do it or not. And so if we are unconsciously enacting choice, then we're being influenced by something other than what's genuine to us or to myself. And so in that way, I think the possums get confused that they're snakes. Yeah. For example, which part of my childhood do I draw (laughs) (laughs) You know, even as a woman, I've mm-hmm. had to learn what that actually even means to me, to be a woman. We're in a post-feminist reality. I was born in the 80s and mm-hmm. grew up in the 80s and 90s. And I really had to learn what it actually means for me, not what 
the feminists or the post-feminists or even before that were saying? What does that mean for me? So that, you know, I had to make a lot of choices to find my path to connect with that. And I thankfully have been able to, and I'm connected with that. So now I'm making more informed choices, more choices with more agency for me and what it is that I feel my purpose in this world is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I forgot the second part of the question. Yeah. So like, how do you, you kind of answered it, but well, actually not really. So how do you see that showing up? Right. And what I hear you saying is it's just easy to, without that self-awareness and awareness of our own choices, we're making choices anyhow, is what I heard you say. And when we don't really have that level of personal responsibility, an outside influence is making that choice, right? I was even noticing inside of myself this year a couple of times, suddenly, accidentally, right? Taking on this attitude of, oh, I have to work. Oh, 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 poor, you know, I have to work. And I was like, well, actually, you, this is, you don't because you are the boss. So, why am I choosing to relate to myself in that way? And I feel like what I'm hearing you say is it was, I was just choosing to not really relate to myself. That's how it really landed for me. So that's helpful. So the second part of the question is, what do you think is one of the causes of this amnesia or this disconnect that we have? For me and my world, one of the key causes is, this sounds a bit cliche, but it feels really true to me our disconnection from life, our disconnection from land and our disconnection from the planet. Because in my world, humans are ecology. We are nature. Mm -hmm. And I'm a European Australian. So my ancestors and most of my lineage were not shaped and formed by the lands on which I live, like many of us, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. who listen to this. And that means, especially in Australia, we have funny cultural practices like celebrating Christmas in the middle of summer, which is so upside down. And my observation is that's very confusing on a cultural level. We're not really embodied in what's truly going on around us because we're trying to pretend that it's snowing outside and, you know, spraying snow on the windows when it's actually really hot and we're going to the beach and it's summer solstice time. So, in that way, there's this cultural amnesia that extends from a like an existential amnesia of what it means to be alive and to move with the life rhythms and patterns that move within and around us. Mm-hmm. And it's really not that far away, thankfully, to connect, but it takes choice. That's the big thing. It takes a willingness to choose to reorient with that and perhaps to choose to forgive the time and the years of doing things in a discordant way and being in that sense of confusion. And that's the way it is right now. And there's a lot of amazing people making amazing choices, which is broadening the community around it, which is just, that's, that's empowering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had a team meeting not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, where Kylie, who, you know, Kylie's the client success manager inside of the hive, The question I asked was, what surprised you about this year? And her answer was, what surprised her how much work it was to have a core value that is belonging. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because it just sounds like, yay, everyone's invited. Let's all have fun together. Right. But the hours that are spent in our team having conversations about belonging and how are people feeling and how do we track this and how do we respond to X? It is, it's a her full time job. And that really, it's very rewarding. Right. And it is also inconvenient in a lot of ways. So, what I'm hearing, and this kind of brings us to a really fun question I want to ask about your values, but. What I really get from what you're sharing here is by understanding that we are part of ecology and connecting to that, it's very simple and yet not always easy to practice agency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Simple, not always easy and quite powerful. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like completely worth it, but like super inconvenient. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it to me, based on what you just shared about Kylie, it really makes me remember this phrase that I hear in my head when I hear people say it's a right, it's a human right for us to have food or it's a human right for us to have freedom or whatever it might be. And so often when I hear that, I actually, the phrase that goes on in my brain is, hmm, is it a right or is it a responsibility? Is it something that we actually have to show up and engage with and contribute to and be in relationship with to be able to access it? You know, food doesn't, I mean, food does grow on trees, but it relies on this lineage of knowledge of knowing which trees to eat the food from and which trees not to eat the food from. Um, We also have to relate to the trees and help Mm -hmm. them have food they need and whatever it is that we can do as part of the life community to contribute to that. And I think the same thing goes for all sorts of things, you know, in the hive community, it's a place of relationship and yes, you can get lots out of it without really being involved, but the more you put in, the more you get out. It's the classic trope. And that's the narrative I think that goes for all of life. The more you get it put in, the more you get out. And that's that's agency. And I love seeing people shift gears from a complacency around their agency of like, oh, I have to work. I have to be alive. I have to have a body. (laughs) I have to cook myself food to I get to be alive. I get to have a body. I get to cook myself food. I get to show up and work with people. This is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) That's exciting. Yeah. That's really beautifully said. Before I let you go, can we talk about values for a minute? I feel like I'm getting such a strong sense of yours, but if you'd like to share one or two of your core values, I'd love to hear them. And I want to know how those inform your mission. Okay. I have four values and I'll I'll just share them with you. Oh, good. (laughs) So my four values are presence, Mm -hmm. integrity, play and intentionality yeah and the intentionality one really bubbles strongly for me and why that is I toyed around with calling it effectiveness because I've realized over the years I really get a lot from effective use of time and energy and momentum I don't want to waste time energy resources I want it to be on point, well used, respected, honored, and get where we're going without fluffing around. 
And effectiveness just didn't seem to land as a value that I would be rolling around in and sharing with people. And then I thought, okay, intention, that's kind of the word. I'm like, yeah, it's an overused word. What do I do with that? Intentionality came in, a little tweak of that word, and it really lands it for me because it moves through all of the layers of what I do as a person and in my business. Intentionality to be in this conversation with you right now, intentionality for my day, intentionality for my week, intentionality for the relationships I'm in, intentionality for the month that I'm in, for the year that I'm in. You know, it just, it moves in all directions, macro and micro. And intentionality links very closely with presence to really switch on agency. Yeah. I mean, agency is the thing that moves in between all of that and it is is created by presence and by intentionality. So they have been powerful experiences for me to learn and embody myself. Mm-hmm. The other one that comes through is that has felt so important for me to identify as a value for myself and for my business is play. I was surprised because- when you said play. Not that you strike me as someone who isn't necessarily playful, but you definitely, none of the other words of presence, like I I just feel like I see you present all the time, right? And intentionality that just comes from you without you doing much. And then play was, it surprised me. So tell me more. That's interesting to hear. I think for me, play play is very important to me Mm -hmm. and it's very like core part of my heart space of how I move in the world. And it's done through the lens of intentionality and presence. So maybe it doesn't look like play does to some other people. Right. And Mm -hmm. having it as a value for me is an invitation. I mean, they're all invitations, but it's especially an invitation to remember to be creative, stay on my creative edge with what I'm doing. And play is another word for creativity for me. Mm -hmm. And there's an inherent creativity in how I'm maneuvering in my business and in my life and play helps it to have like one of your values spark. It's got a similar quality of staying alive with what's going on and being adaptive and not letting an apparent dead end be the dead end, keep moving and keep navigating in different directions and have that spirit of exploration Mm-hmm. inside of that an adventure so play has all of that sort of encapsulated into it for me I'm a person who has fortunately been able to travel a lot in the world in my younger years and for me that was a big experience of play of trying on new clothes of trying oh. on new cultural costumes and and that sort of thing so it's play kind of perhaps on a bigger level than and the silliness. different expressions of it yeah yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. So let's use play. And I one last question for you. When you think about play and how it guides you in your business, do you have an example of when you've had to rely on play, whether that's to make a choice in your business or show up in a different way? Now that a play is a clear value for me, I feel it sitting there with me when I'm in my coaching sessions with my clients. And when I'm embodied in play, I'm very clear, I'm present, I'm in the intentionality of the space. I'm also letting this vibrancy of my spirit come through when I'm responding to them and it'll come through as, shall we play a game? And it'll come through in the tone of my voice and my gesture on the screen and in a way that 
they're being invited into something that's deeper perhaps than where they currently are, but it's not a big scary thing. It's like, I'm there with you. And if I think if we talk on an archetypal level, it's kind of a mercurial essence mm-hmm. of let's shape shift through this and see what happens. You know, let's mm-hmm. do experiments. Let's put on some new costumes. Let's just see where we go with this. And we'll be there together doing this. And I love showing up like that. That makes it much more exciting for me. And I think it invites my clients into something, a richer experience for them. Yeah. Tapping into curiosity, but also resourcefulness, Mm. right? Because you're just like that open and agile. That's right. One other way that it's really helping me in my business is to show my individuality as I show up on social media, for example, Mm -hmm. And experimenting with bold colors and playful imagery that is not the classic, what I observe as some of the classic coach branding out there. And it helps me play with who am I as I show up in this space and how do I want my personality to express itself and beam out that beacon to the people that resonate with that. And that's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you do that on Instagram. There's that filter where it's like clown makeup on your face a little bit. (laughs) Little flowers. The flowers. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Wow. I feel really grateful that we have had a chance to talk in this way. I feel like I've gotten to know a little bit more about you and about what matters to you and about your worldview. So I just, Erin, really appreciate you bringing this forward today and sharing your mission with our listeners and with me. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Dallas. It's been such a treasure to meet you and the hive and it's meant so much to me in my business. So it's, it's wonderful to be here. Great. Thank you. And thank you everybody. Tune in all week. We're going to be hearing from more coaches on a mission. Thanks again. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.